We're so grateful for each and every one of you. Well, we're going to get ready to dive in the message here shortly, but I love to give honor where honor is due, and that is to our lead pastors, Pastor Bill and Jessica Cornelius. If I were to describe, yes. If I were to describe Pastor Bill and Jessica just in two words, it would be an acronym of AC. And how many people know we could use some AC in South Texas? Amen? <laughs> right. It would be with the letters AC. The first thing about Pastor Bill and Jessica, they are authentic people. Amen? What you see is what you get. The same way that Pastor Bill and Jessica carry themselves from this stage is the same way they are behind closed doors. And I'm proof. I've seen it for the 12 years that I've been a part of this church. They are the real deal. But not only are they authentic, they're consistent. They love God and love people, and they've been consistent to the vision that God has given them to take as many people to heaven as they can before they die, period. And their reach has stretched the globe. And we know that the consistency is true because we've seen the fruit of this church being in this local community and stretching out all of South Texas and to the ends of the earth for now 25 years. So we want to say thank you. We appreciate you, Pastor Bill and Miss Jessica. But like I said, we're about to dive in here. I'm fired up. I'm telling you right now, I'm excited. I feel the spirit of God already inside of me right now. And, but before I get ready to, to begin, I want to tell you this right now. This is going to be an interactive service. I am an interactive pastor. Amen? Amen? I love interaction. Let me preface that. Not distractions, but interaction. And you say, well, what do you mean by interaction? I'm a first-time visitor. I don't know what you're talking about. What is, what is interaction? What I mean by interaction, if you hear something good during this message, you have the right to say these words. Amen, brother. If you feel like there's something that was good within your spirit, you feel like it was kind of directed even toward you, you can say, mmm, that's good. If you feel like it really hits your spirit and it's directly for you, you can say, mmm, that's for me. If you brought somebody with you today, a husband, wife, significant other, a family friend, or a co-worker, and you brought them with you, and you feel like there's a message that was for them, you can say, mmm, that's for you. <laughs> However it is, we want this to be a time of interaction. Amen? Amen. And we're going to dive right in. Luke chapter 10, verse 38 through 42 and the word of God reads like this. It said, now it happened as they went that he entered a certain village. So speaking of Jesus. And a certain woman named Martha welcomed him into her house. And she had a sister called Mary who also sat at Jesus' feet and heard his word. But Martha was distracted. Everybody say distracted. distracted. Says, but Martha was distracted with much serving, and she approached him and said these words, Lord! 
do you not care that my sister has left me to serve alone? Therefore, tell her to help me. Isn't it funny how we get upset with God for things we brought on our own self? Ooh-wee. Here, Martha was preoccupied with the natural demands of life that she allowed the spiritual opportunities to pass her right before her eyes. And how many times have we done the same? Where we engage inside of a relationship with somebody who we know God did not call us to be with, whether it's a business relationship or a monogamous relationship, and the moment you get inside of that relationship and everything hits the fan, you go back to Jesus and you're like, Lord, how did you let that man, that woman break my heart? God, how could you allow that coworker to steal, and steal from our business and betray us? And God looks back and he says, I love you, but I never co-signed that relationship from the first place. But many times, like Martha, we will get distracted with the things in life and not look to Jesus in the process. Maybe you're not Martha. Maybe you came on this Christian Sunday (laughs) and you're Mary. And you're sitting at the feet of Jesus, listening to God's word. But have you ever been living your life in peace and tranquility? Have you been living your life with not having to worry about many of the cares of the world? And you didn't have a lot of excess drama inside of your life? But yet, you had that family member. Or you had that coworker. Or you had that associate that you know of. Who was bringing all this external and internal turmoil inside of your life? And you're like, hey, all I want is to live my life with peace and serenity and quietness, but you're bringing all of this extra drama inside of my life. Has anybody ever been there before? Hmm, There's a lot of amens in this Pentecostal church. (laughs) Here, Mary is sitting at the feet of Jesus. She's not distracted. She's minding her own business. In the moment that Mary is minding her own business, her sister Martha who is distracted, tries to get Jesus to co-sign and help her get Mary distracted and in the same turmoil that she's in. Can I tell you this one thing? At this season in your life, protect your peace. Guard your peace. Make sure that you have Peace that is protected because the enemy would love to do only one thing, and that is to pull your peace away from you. And I want to encourage you right now. Protect your peace. My sister, Kimberly Hernandez. Some of y'all are saying, Hernandez? (laughs) She's married to a Mexicano. (laughs) We love Mexicanos in my family. Enchiladas, barbacoa, man, arroz con pollo. We, we tear it all up, you know what I mean? She's married to 
this Hispanic man, and, and my sister, she has wisdom. She's my younger sister, but she gives so much wisdom to me. And I remember being in my tender 20s, and she said, Zach, whatever you do, make sure you do this, brother. She said, make sure you guard and protect your peace because the enemy is always going to try to steal it from you. She said, Zach, remember this. You cannot put a price tag on peace. And I said, wow. And I've taken that from then till now, and I've, I've guarded my peace. So now in this season of li- in my life, if you're coming with excess drama, you got to keep it moving. <laughs> because I have enough drama just by myself. I don't need any added drama to it. Amen? So I want to encourage you more than anything, protect your peace. Look how Jesus responds back to Martha when she tries to get Mary's peace taken for her. Jesus says his word. Jesus said to her, Martha, Martha, you are worried and troubled. That word troubled means anxious about many things. But one thing is needed and Mary has chosen that good part. Listen to this, which will not be taken from her. When you make a decision to guard your peace, Jesus said, I will co-sign that paper right there. I will make sure when you make it a priority, amen, that I'm going to make that a priority inside of your life too as well. Let's bow our heads and let's pray right now. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you, Lord God, that your spirit is already moving in this place. We pray, Holy Spirit, that our hearts would be attentive, attentive to you, that our ears would be open to you, and that our hearts would be receptive to every word that you speak to us. Holy Spirit, come in this place and do what only you can do. Speak to every heart, mind, soul, and spirit. It's in Jesus' name we pray. And all God's people said, amen, amen. amen. Well, growing up, your boy had an attention problem. (laughs) ADD was an understatement for me. I never knew it would work out in this particular place, you know. I was always on the go. I was moving back and forth. In school, I could not sit in my own seat. I would get to class and I would literally be sitting down in the chair inside of class and immediately I would have this passion to just get up and start throwing paper away inside of the the wastebasket. I would be throwing my paper away and going to my my classmates and throwing their paper away too. I would find reasons to get up out of my desk so I could make it a point to go visit with my friends. I never had pencils in class because I sharpened them all down. I was always at the pencil sharpener. And I remember my teacher telling me, Zach, You're never going to learn anything in this class. If you don't sit down. And I love my teacher. And I looked at her. I said, I love you, miss, but I got to keep it moving. (laughs) I got to keep it moving. Got to keep it moving. But after my teacher exhausted all of her efforts, she said, I have no alternative choice but to give your mother a call. Lord Jesus. So I remember being home that evening when she gave my mom a phone call. I was right next to my mom. My mom answered the phone, yes, hello, this is 
Zach's teacher, and just wanted to tell you, Miss Young, we love Zach, but we cannot get him to sit down, and I'm calling you to see if you can help us rectify this situation. And how many people know that your parents have an unconditional love for you regardless of how you act, amen, right? Like, not all of you have an unconditional love for your children. I'm like, like four hands went up. I got some bad kids. <laughs> and I knew my mom had this unconditional love for me. So there was times where my mom listened to my teacher and she was like, yes, yeah, that's Zach. Yeah, he does that here at the house too. Yes, yeah, that's, that's Zach. But there came a point that there were some things either my mom just really felt untrue or she was in denial. And my teacher was telling her, you know, Zach does this. And she's like, yeah, that's Zach. And then there came a point to where my mom was like, well, no, that's not Zach. No, that's not my baby. No, that's not him. And those moments that my mom stepped in and said, no, I thought, man, this is a great time for me to get some leverage in this situation. So when my mom said, no, that's not Zach. That, no, no, that's not Zach. I, I would look back up at my mom and I would smile with just like three T's, like. Because in that moment, I was trying to get on my mom's side. But time goes on, and my mom eventually, after getting off that phone, said, Zach, I'm going to have to start to hold you accountable for your actions. You're going to have to be attentive inside of class. If you want to make it in life, you're going to, you're going to need to get an education. And I was like, yes, ma'am. And she said, so this is the proposal I'm giving to you now. This is what you're going to do. She said, you're going to go to that classroom and you're going to do three things. When you get there on Monday morning, I want you to do this. Just sit down. I said, what, mom? She says, I want you to do this one thing. Look, just sit down. In that moment, I felt like the spirit of the Antichrist came over my mother. Because <laughs> my mom knew I liked to keep it moving. She knew I liked to go. But she said, Zach, I have something for you if you can just help me. Sit down. And I was like, what is it, mom? She goes, I have a reward system for you. If you can make it from Monday to Friday, just sitting down. She said, Zach, I'm going to take you to Chuck E. Cheese. Ooh, Jesus. I feel like the spirit of the Antichrist left my mother and the spirit of God dwelled in her heart at that moment. So I returned back to school. And when I got to school, I, I, I sat in my seat and everything in me wanted to get up. The same distractions were there, but I made it a point to focus at this time. I'm sitting down in my seat and I, I wanted to get up and go throw trash away. I wanted to go to that pencil sharpener, but the thing that kept me just sitting down was I thought in my mind about Chuck E. Cheese. <laughs> I was eating the pizza and like in the movies, the cheese was just removed going from my face. 
But it was, it was challenging. It was challenging. I'm, I'm here come Wednesday. I'm still just sitting down and I envision myself playing the games at Chuck E. Cheese and I'm having a good time. But come Friday, it was the hardest day. Because if I can make it through Friday, I'm at Chuck E. Cheese and it's hard. I'm wanting to get out of my seat. I feel class is boring at that time. But I envisioned the last thing. I envisioned I was there with the Chuck E. Cheese mascot, that mouse, and I was just getting it. I was having a great time. And you say, Pastor Zach, I love this humor. I love how you're keeping us engaged. But what is the premise of this whole entire story? The premise of this whole entire story is this. I recognize regardless in whatever season you are inside of your life, you will always have something competing for your attention. Whether you're in your adolescence or you're in your adulthood, you will always have something competing for your attention. But when you make it a point to just sit, help me, especially inside of the presence of God, God can move strongly inside of your life. I noticed this major thing, and that was that Martha invited Jesus inside of her house. And Martha's house is an illustration of Martha's life. Or Martha's house is an emulation of Martha's life. So when Martha said, Jesus, come inside of my house, what Martha really was saying was, Jesus, come inside of my life and dwell here. The challenge is the moment that Jesus comes inside of Martha's life, she gets distracted. And how many times have we also invited Jesus inside of our life? And the moment we invite him in, we get distracted with the cares of life too as well. Mm. I believe it's so important for us to focus and keep our eyes fixed on Jesus. The Bible says, keeping our eyes fixed on Jesus, the author and the completer of our faith. We have to keep our eyes fixed on Jesus. And I'll be honest with you, when I read this story, I took off the hat of Pastor Zach and I became judgmental Zach. Don't look at me like you sanctified and filled with the Holy Ghost in this place. Because some of you are judgmental too as well. And I became judgmental Zach at that time. And the reason why I say I became judgmental Zach because I'm reading and I'm thinking, if Jesus Christ, the King of kings and the Lord of lords invites Martha inside of her house, and he's here in the physical. We worship God in the spiritual. We have not seen him. One day we will see him. She had Jesus in the physical. I would be there, and I would be like Mary. I would be at the feet of Jesus, worshiping him, spending time inside of his presence, and I was pointing my finger at Martha like this, Martha, you're wrong. And the Holy Spirit convicted me. And he said, don't forget, Zach, the same finger you have pointing at Martha, you still have four of the fingers pointing right back at yourself. He said, because there's been many times that Pastor Zach has been at Church Unlimited and worked an eight, 10-hour shift serving God's people. And then you come home and I say, hey, Zach, I want to spend time with you inside of your presence. But you said, hey, God, I already gave you your time at the church. 
God said, there's been many times where I've said, Zach, I want to spend quality time with you. Would you come talk with me? Would you come read my word? I want to commune with you. But yet you got distracted with the cares of life and the things around you like Martha. He said, Zach, when you're pointing one finger at Martha, don't forget you still have four fingers pointing back at yourself. And while I looked at this, I realized that me and Martha had a lot of things alike. The things that we had alike was the fact that we realized that we always have access to Jesus. Martha knew she had access to Jesus. So she's like, Jesus is already in my home. He's already in my life. If there's anything that I need, I can go directly to Jesus. He's here. And like me, I knew, hey, I can get distracted with the cares of life. I can call, it, call on Jesus at any time, and he's going to answer me. But the problem was that Martha had access to Jesus, but Jesus did not have access to Martha. And Jesus wants a relationship with us that is reciprocal. He wants it to be a two-way street, not a one-way street. He doesn't want us to only call on him when we need something. God, I've had a death in my family. God, things are going on in my job. God, my kids are acting up. God, I'm in turmoil. I'm in chaos. He still wants to answer you and answer your prayers, but he wants to have a relationship where you come into his presence, not only when you need something. He wants you to come into his presence just to say, God, I'm here. God, I worship your name. God, I praise you. I cannot live without you. You are the king of kings. You are the Lord of lords. You're the alpha and omega. God, I don't need nothing from you. I want to give something to you. We have to be willing to take time to spend in the presence of God. So I have a question for you today. The question I have for you is when did you invite God inside of your life? And what has distracted you from him? Maybe for you, the thing that's distracted you from God was a relationship or a marriage that you got into. And the reason why I share that is because sometimes we were single at, at one point and then we ask God, God, bless me with that man of God. Bless me with that woman of God. And the moment that Jesus blesses you with that man and woman of God, they become your God instead of him being your God. Maybe it's not your spouse. Maybe it's your children for you. Or maybe it's a career or a business that God has blessed you with. You spend time Running, 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 running with that business. And as you're running, running, running with that business, God blessed you with the same business now that you've devoted your life to and you've made your career your God instead of Jesus being your God. And God said, I wanted to bless you with the career so you can take the career and connect it with your calling and reach more people for me. But now that I've blessed you with the career, you've made the career your God instead of me being your God. Maybe you're here today and you just say, Pastor Zach, I love your message so far. But there's one part you got wrong in it. And the part that you got wrong is, I don't have a spouse at this moment, so I'm still single and ready to mingle, amen. 
And on top of that, not only am I single and ready to mingle, I'm just recently unemployed. <laughs> so none of this really applies to me at this moment. Praise God. No, we're still coming after you. And the reason why we're coming after you is because some of you, maybe it hasn't been a spouse or your children or a career or a business that you've devoted your time to. Maybe the thing that you've devoted your time to is TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and you've given more time to social media than you have your own family. Woo! And Jesus is saying right now at this time, you have gone on social media comparing yourself to others and you've lost, you've lost touch, touch with who I called you to be. Ephesians chapter 2 verse 10 says that we are God's workmanship created in Christ Jesus for great works, which he preordained since the foundations of this world. Can I share this with you? When God made you, he broke the mold. You don't have to compare yourself to a fake thing on social media. God created you for who you are. God wants to use you for a purpose, on purpose. You don't have to worry about comparing yourself to the world. Jesus loves you for who you are. What has been the very thing that has pulled you from the presence of God rather than pushing you into the presence of God? More recently, I've made a decision to tithe to God my time, spending time with him in the presence at the beginning part of my day and now at the end part of my day. And I'll start the first 15 minutes, first five 15 minutes, but of that 15 minutes, the first five, I'll just spend giving God thanks, thanking him for what he did for me that day. The second five minutes, I'll spend in worship, and then I'll, get, uh, I'll spend the last five minutes just like reading God's word. And during that worship time, I'll just talk to God, commune through prayer. And I was spending the latter part of my day worshiping and, and praising God, and I have a place in my, my house that is separate for my time with God. And I'll go in there and I was praying and I was in the middle of worship and I was just giving all that I had to God. Worthy are your Lord, Jesus, you deserve the praise. Worthy is your name. I was deep in worship. Your boy was getting it. And then all of a sudden out of nowhere I hear, dun 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 and I look and my phone is going off. And I look, and I'm like, who's calling me right now? I'm in the middle of worship. And it was my wife. How many people know you gotta answer that call sometime? <laughs> Even when you're in the middle of worship. <laughs> and I was looking, I was like, oh my God. So I answered my phone, I'm like, hey babe. She's like, hey babe. <laughs> I'm like, why is she calling? Now my mom, I'm, excuse me, not my mom, my wife, Lord Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> this is not Kentucky in Jesus' name. <laughs> oh, my. <laughs> my wife, my wife works at the University of Texas Marine Science Institute in Port Aransas, Texas. So she tra travels and commutes from Port Aransas back here to Corpus Christi. And it's about a 45-minute commute for her every day. So she'll call me, and the spirit of fast food will come over her life when she's driving back home because she's hungry. <laughs> Right? So she'll pass all kind of fast food restaurants or she'll have a, this fast food fix that she wants because she's 
extremely hungry at the time, and she called me, and something had come over her at that particular time, and she told me, hey, babe. I was like, hey, what's going on, babe? She goes, you know what I feel like right now? I was like, what do you feel like right now? I, just, I was just in worship. Like, what do you feel like right now? She says, I feel like, and I have to write it down because it was so long. She said, I feel like a strawberry shortcake snowball slush float from Sonic. I said, what? What? And then she had me all of a sudden thinking about Sonic. And I'm like, well, if she wants this from Sonic, you know what I want from Sonic? I want a Reese's Sonic Blast. Oh, Jesus. With extra Reese's pieces in the inside of it. And I went immediately from being inside of the presence of God, worshiping God, to now having the Sonic drive through on my mind. I'm like, where did we go so quickly here? And although it sounds very humorous, it's amazing how the moment we make it a point to get inside of the presence of God, how the enemy will do everything to try to distract us. He wants to pull us from the presence of God instead of allowing us to be pushed into the presence of God. And I can guarantee you this week, if you make a decision to say, ask for me and my house, we will serve the Lord and you get inside of the presence of God. God will bless that, but the enemy is going to do everything he can do to try to take that away from you. Amen? Because I found this to be true. The enemy already knows that you come to Church Unlimited, and we're coming to a conclusion of this message now. The enemy already knows that you come to Church Unlimited, so he knows he cannot steal your salvation from you because he knows that the mission of Church Unlimited is to take as many people to heaven as we can before we die, period. And he knows if you've accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, your salvation in heaven is secure. So he knows he can't take your eternal life from you, but what he does know he can do is distract you just like he did Martha. So he will work at every facet to distract you inside of your life. And he'll tell you to do this. Go, 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 go. So you wake up in the morning and you go, 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 go. You go to work. You go drop off the kids at school. You go get your coffee. You go to the gym. You go back home. You feed yourself social media. You go take the kids to turf complex. You go here, you go there, you take them to their extra, extracurricular activities, and you go, 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 go. The problem with going, 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 go, going. When we go, we still miss one letter. And that letter is the letter D. Where is God? God, 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 God in the midst of all of your going. Because the Bible says in Matthew 6.33, it says, seek first. Seek what? First. It says, seek first the kingdom of God and all of his righteousness, and then everything else will be added unto us. But you say, Pastor Zach, I, I, I want to seek God, but you don't understand. I'm the leader of my business. I'm the CEO. I'm the leader of my family. I'm a single mother. I, I don't have time. I, it's hard for me to get inside of the presence of God. 
I don't have time to be able to do that. Pastor Zach, you don't understand. I'm trying to survive by myself. I got to go get that bag, man. And if I don't go get it, nobody's going to go get it for me. Well, let me ask you this. I never said it's wrong with being enthusiastic to lead your business in excellence. I never said that it's wrong with being a single mother. I never said it's wrong going to go get that bag. But can I tell you this? Are you making the business and the bag the priority or are you making Jesus Christ the King of Kings and Lord of Lords the priority? Because you can go inside of the presence of God and God can give you just one God idea that can transform your business. God can give you one idea that can have you minister to your children in a different way. God can give you one idea that can take you being in poverty to being able to bless the people who are around you because you made a decision to prioritize his presence instead of prioritizing your presence in the process. So I only have one point for this message. I usually have a three-point message, but the Holy Spirit said, there's only one point for this one, Zach. And the one point is this. We gain power when we sit in the presence of God. We gain power when we sit in the presence of God. Jesus loves you. He desires to sit down and talk with you. Did you know that prior to the fall of man, the thing that God loved the most was walking with Adam during the cool of the day? But it was the enemy who distracted both Adam and Eve and pulled them from God's presence. And the same deceptive trap that the enemy used then, he's still using today. Nothing has changed. He pulled Martha from his presence and he's trying to pull you and I from his presence too as well. But notice this, it's the last part. Notice this, Jesus never grabs Martha and says, Martha, get over here and sit down. Martha, sit down, don't you know I'm here in your house? Because Jesus will never force us into his presence, he will only invite us into it. Jesus says, I stand at the door and I, I knock. Whoever will, come in, sit down with me, commune with me, let's talk. What are you going through? And I believe that today, Jesus wants to commune and spend quality time with each and every one of you. We get to start our week this Sunday inside of the presence of God. And we get to go into worship with him. Let's start the initial part of our week today saying, as for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord and we're going to spend time in God's presence. Would you stand with me as we get an opportunity to worship Jesus Christ right now? Thank you.
Right now, at this moment, with all heads bowed and all eyes closed in the building, maybe today you don't know Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior. You have an opportunity to make Jesus Christ Lord of your life. Maybe you've been distracted by the cares of life. Today, you can make Jesus Christ the Lord of your life, and it comes with a simple prayer. John 3.16 says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whoever would believe in him will not perish, but have the free gift of eternal life. In Romans 10 and nine, it says, if we confess with our mouth and we believe in our heart that Jesus Christ died on the cross for our sins, that we can have the free gift of eternal life. What better day than today to make Jesus Christ the Lord of your life with this prayer. Would you repeat this prayer after me if you wanna make Jesus Christ the Lord of your life? Say this with me, say, dear God, you said in the Bible, that whoever would call on your name, that you would save them. Father, I call on you now. I ask you to save me. I repent of my sins and I give you my life. I believe that Jesus Christ died on the cross for my sins and he rose again, proven that he's God. I ask you now to come live in me. Thank you, Jesus for being Lord of my life. In Jesus' name.
with all heads still bowed and all eyes still closed in this moment. If you made that decision to make Jesus Christ Lord of your life, we'd love to know about that. All you have to do is just lift up your hand, raise your hand high in the air, air today and say, today I'm making Jesus Christ the Lord of my life. If you're on church online, you can lift your hand up in the chat, just press hand raise. If you're at Church Unlimited Rodfield, Padre Island, Rockport, Stone Oak, the prison ministry, just lift up your hand right now. Say, today I'm making Jesus Christ the Lord of my life. We see those hands out there right now. Thank you, Jesus. Father, thank you, God, for what you did in your house today. We pray, God, that we will remain attentive to your word. We'll main, remain attentive to your spirit, and we won't get distracted with the things in life. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen.